Crack-a-Kakoom. Welcome to Absolute Comics, right here with me, Betty, also known as the Comic Storian on YouTube, Twitch, the internet, like a general, and Sal from Comic Pop. This show is the show that we come together to do shows about shows here every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern. We talk about the wonderful world of pop culture, comic books, and everything else that you love in between, such as World of Warcraft, Supernatural, or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You're like, I'm just being weird with this, I'll be weird with it. I'm like, we do? This show is... <laughs> this show is brought to you by our Twitch support, twitch.tv slash comicstorian, where if you like this show and our other podcasts and our D&D game, we would really appreciate the additional support by subscribing. It's also brought to you by our Patreons, patreon.com slash comicstorian and patreon.com slash comicpop, where we send it up as soon as we have the version completed and we send it over to you guys over there. And lastly, it is brought to you by our sponsor, G Fuel. G Fuel. What is that, Sal? G Fuel. J Fuel! <laughs> they got the shiny, it's shiny something. It's blue lemonade, but it's like a shiny, it's awesome. You gotta check it out. New cool. flavor they came out with. <laughs> so if you got if you want to support the show, you want to see the show stick around, please consider using any one of those avenues to continue to support it. So we got a couple little things to talk about, Sal. Uh, you want to do the little things first? I was gonna do Supernatural, the Fortnite event. Yeah. Then we're gonna talk about Ten of Swords and Wonder Woman 1984. Yeah, we're not gonna be able to move back from those after we start talking about them. So right. let's, let's jump into the little guys. So I'm gonna tell you, because you'll never watch it, the yep. Supernatural finale was the greatest thing on TV. Period. Wow. Okay. Now, this is I'm not even hyping it up. Greatest thing on TV. And I have a reason for that, okay? Mm-hmm. How many shows have you watched that ended early? Mm, most of them. <laughs> <laughs> How quick and stupid were those finales? Like right? Buffy, Angel, Firefly. Well, that didn't even end. That didn't, <laughs> yeah. Well, it had a movie ending that was more disappointing than anything else. But yeah, uh, you know, they were either like, they were either season finales that were shaped into series finales or they just stop. Like the show now just imagine stops. if you knew two years out that you were ending on this date how good that could be right that the, it completes the whole supernatural story and if you don't want the spoilers to what actually happened yet uh mute for five minutes i'll make it quick <laughs> um the, the whole concept of the show was that in in, in the, the direction they took in the ending was the concept that they could never stop doing what they were doing. There was mm -hmm. gonna, never going to be a way to save, like Dean and Sam were always going to have to fight the monsters. It was whatever. Mm -hmm. you know, there was going to be no uh, eventual way to stop this. The idea of the final seasons was that God was writing their story, and he that's why they were in this perpetual loop, because yes. it was his favorite show in the multiverse. Right. As we got closer to the ending, first off, we discovered why God, God was a dickhead. Um, it's because he never was a good, benevolent God. Michael came to Earth and wanted everyone to praise him, so he wrote all those stories of this benevolent, benevolent God. Okay. So that was the first thing that was that was like, okay, so you gave an answer as to why you decided to turn God into a villain. I like that. Um, but they eventually beat that. They solved the problem. They got rid of God and all that other all the issues. I won't go much into that because that's the big thing. Right. But then we then we were left with like they ended it. They, that was it. But there was another episode left. Mm. The last episode picked up how every episode starts up. They got a call. They went to go stop some vampires. But it went a little different this time. Dean ended up dying right at the beginning because oh. the the constant loop the brothers have always been in is that sam would love to move on with his life but dean is always holding him back because dean carries on the family tradition sam is there for dean but if sam didn't have dean he would have a wife a kid and move on with his life so they killed dean 
Okay. He passed on officially and Dean went to heaven where he got in the Impala and he drove off into the sunset on, a, on an eternal drive. They fixed heaven. Heaven was actually a place you wanted to go. <laughs> Sam moved on. Sam lived a full life. He went and got married. He had a kid. He went and like helped his kid through school, like in normal life. He got what he wanted. Both brothers got what they wanted. And when Sam finally passed on, he met, he met Dean at the end of the entire ride. Cause okay. that, cause in heaven time moves differently ah. and they got back in and they went to go see their parents and it was awesome. And it was epic. And it was, yeah. And the, and the kid became a hunter too. And the family tradition carried on ah. and they carry the, like the show ended like in a proper way, Sal. That's like, nice. <laughs> That's nice. That's yeah. rare. Yeah. Especially with it being that on that long, like you, you, usually it just peters out and stops, or uh, or or they try to do something like give it a soft reboot and turn it into something else, or give yeah, you know, it's it's. I'm glad that it ended well, and that it gave the you show, like a satisfying conclusion for these characters. And I jokingly call it the best thing on TV because, but like the fact of the matter is. It's not the best produced. It doesn't have the best acting. It doesn't have the biggest budget and it is on CW, but it's a 15 year show that with its ups and downs got to finish. Right. Game of Thrones went to shit in the last two seasons. Talked about everywhere. Uh, the what's that card show house of cards, house cards. completely changed it because like their show like there's tons of better shows, but I cannot think of another show that ended in such a finite way that you were like, yeah, gave I'm you, happy. Yeah, they gave you satisfaction. I, yeah, like I feel like I completed something. It yeah. was just incredible. Well, especially a uh, serialized show, like not like a the, like not like a Netflix show, not like a so like a series that has like eight episodes. Like we're not talking about like we're talking about right, right, right. standard like main non-cable syndicated programming. Like, I mean, there's an argument to be made for shows that are only eight episodes long or only go for two seasons. Stranger Things is great, but that's not produced to be a normal show. No. It's produced to be a long form movie. Exactly. Like Mandalorian is a movie. It's not a Mandalorian like, is a movie. Yeah. I, yeah. Mandalorian is a great show, but it's it's just a long movie. That's right. literally it. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I'm not arguing against it. Oh, fuck Mandalorian. It's this uh, Supernatural is the greatest thing in TV because it's been around since before serialized shows. It's been around since before Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's been around since before shows had nine seasons tying into something. Nice. It, it, and it's not been ruined. It's not been salted. It's not been tainted. And it got to complete its whole journey. Nothing felt rushed other than stuff that they commented on because of COVID. Right. And that was it. That's cool. So good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear it. So yeah. And it didn't need, it didn't, it didn't need to get canceled. And it brought back with a three episode series called Gilmore girls. (laughs) Yeah. That, (laughs) that, that, well, Gilmore girls, that seasons thing, a year in the life. That's what it was called. Super bad. Like, Their attempt at bringing it back. They, I don't, oh, man, yeah. It's I, so I did jump on and see that. I saw the beginning of that, and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. No, we gotta watch you, the whole show. You can't, like, you can't jump well, in. That's why I didn't go deep into it. Yeah, but no. It, it did make sense to me because I'm like, these are grown women now going back to acting like kids. Well, but the uh, whole point was that they progressed past that, I thought. No, like, that was the whole point. No, no, no. It, Rory has significant regression. Uh, Lorelai, yeah, I mean. you know, she d- it's always been more in- like Lorelai's story has always been more sympathetic because Rory's a failure, but like, um, yeah, she Rory's amazing because she's like the avatar for millennials. She's like, this is who, <laughs> like, she is just that she's the representation of what it is like to be a millennial. Um, that's that's that revival sucks. 
I'm the, I'll be the first one to say it. I was so excited to have it back, and it did it did things I wanted, but like horribly and right. meanderingly, and you know, you knew that Rory sucks, and that you really like put her at a disadvantage, and then you just made her worse in this revival. Like you had every opportunity to do something interesting with with that character and make her maybe redeemed, and instead she's just further worse than she was before. Ugh. It's been a long time since I saw that. I think, like, you know, when it premiered, I watched it. I'm like, yes! Oh, this is, this is horrible. <laughs> um, and, and I wanted another one just to be like, can you fix this? Can you fix this fix you did? Right, right. And that's, like, every time anyone says, like, you gotta bring back this show, you gotta bring back this movie, it's like, dude, think about, like, any movie sequel that, like, came back, like, 15 years later. Did, which one's... What's the statistical likelihood it will satisfy you or make you happy? Like they never do. They never very, do. Um, Blade Runner two maybe was was as good, almost as good as Blade Runner, but like that's uh, Tron Legacy. That's another one that I think is superior. I, like, I did like Tron Legacy. Tron I did Legacy. like that one a lot. Tron Legacy. I like Tron Legacy before, like more than Tron. But like those are my examples. Like Star Wars, Star Trek, everything. It's, no, um, you know so. Anyway, I'm glad that yep. uh, I'm glad Supernatural ended like the way they wanted. Yeah, uh, I'm going to talk about real quick. It's funny because I actually told Dana earlier. He goes, "What are you going to do for your rants this week?" And I said, "Most of my rants come out of the talk to sell and I have, <laughs> and then I condense it down into a 10 minute thing, and then I turn it on the video." <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And so th- what I'm about to talk about is going to be coming in the video really, on channel real soon. But the Fortnite event that broke Twitch, which just happened right now, that was incredibly epic. And what I'm going to elaborate more on in my video is. And I wanted to get your take on this. We need more of that. And I'm not just talking a fan service thing where you fight Galactus. Right. The reason why that was epic, not because they did a great job, not because the skins were in there, not because they did they handled the Marvel property with respect, but because the amount of people that that is going to bring to the comic book world, mm. which is going to tie a little bit later because we're going to talk about this tied into our topic about cannibalizing, mm-hmm. but... The Fortnite event was was done so well. Even having a comic book in it, we need more things like that. Because right now, if you look at everything, it's funny because I got set this thing from, I think it was Undead King Taz. Uh, he said, it was, uh, what, yeah, there it is. Uh, he sent me a meme, and the meme was reality. Now, bear in mind, before you all attack me, I'm reading a meme, Right. okay? Comic books, DC better than Marvel. Cinematic Universe, Marvel better than DC. Movies not included in cinematic universes, DC better than Marvel. TV series, equal. Animated movies, DC. Animated TV shows, DC. Academy Awards, 5 to 1, DC. Video games, DC. What Marvel fans see, Marvel. But what this this meme that he sent me combined with what just happened at Fortnite, it just kind of reminds me we need we need more crossover because a lot of people just see the cinematic universe and that's it. Yes, this is this is what Marvel is. I'm never going to read a comic. So we need more avenues to convince people that comic books are fun and yeah. awesome and great stories. And this is where a lot of your stuff comes from. And right. You can s- spend a good morning just chilling out with your coffee, reading a comic book. It's that's great. True. And I just feel like we need more stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Marvel, uh, Marvel does not have. It's funny because Marvel has been one company for a long time. Uh, the cinematic equivalent, notwithstanding, it's had the opportunity to be pretty brand synergistic. 
and clearly Warner Brothers DC, AT&T are focused on brand synergy in a big way this year in the coming future. Uh, so you're going to see a lot more of that. You're going to see like a lot more kind of like cohesion uh, between all of them. Uh, maybe uh, at the expense of comics, but we'll see. Uh, but with Marvel, like for the most part, the thing that is the most successful for them is the movies, right? I mean, they, yeah. I think we can all agree in terms of money and numbers, the movies are the most successful thing versus comics yeah. versus video games. You know, the video games do a nice job if they're done well, you know, but like this is the first very successful Spider-Man game in a long time. And, you know, there are others, you know, like the Marvel vs. Capcom 4, which was like, kind of critically a dud uh and there's more opportunity but like the the cultural and the like sales results of like marvel's foray spider-man versus dc's all the batman movies or games i should say <laughs> yeah which are hugely popular um but like it seems that marvel is like the movies work we let the movie people focus on the movies and we'll just rest our laurels on it. Cause it's so successful. You know, like they don't really think about it in terms of like, wow, these movies are doing really well. How can we parlay that into getting people to, you know, like buy comics, play video games, like do, do all these other things. And it's I mean, like, I feel like this is almost a discussion entirely for another day, but yeah. how could they get people to go from Fortnite, the video game to the comic? Right. They did a great job of getting you to read Thor, because if you don't know, between I think it was issues three and four is when Fortnite happens. And we all just got on the battle bus. We all beat Galactus. I was showing Sal the video of me doing it with my team before this. I was like, and this is what we did this. And this is what it turned into Star Wars. And this is what. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how do we parlay that better? Because it, it, it happens in the comics. They're like, oh, between the worlds, Galactus stopped another planet with an island, and we had to fight Zero Point, and it was cool. Right. Uh <laughs> but by the way, like, and it, and it ruined comics forever, right, everybody? Like, I remember that was a big thing where they were like, what? They're, com they're, they're making the thing that's happening in Fortnite canon in the comics. Well, that can't, that, that's going to ruin everything. And it's like, I don't know about you, but I didn't even notice. Like, I didn't read any of the yeah. books that that happened in. The Thor book didn't say anything about it. It nope. literally is just a, in the uh, off panel, it happens. As a matter of fact, the best thing I think they could have done is, a, and I don't know why Marvel didn't pay the Buko bucks to get this, but as Galactus was defeated in the Fortnite and we faded to black, why wasn't there like an ad? Continued the story in Thor 1 through 6 by Donny Cates. Yeah. The movies that have, would have been the best. I mean, it exists because if you had to follow in the season, there is a comic that says, go check out Thor. Yep. But why wasn't the season ended that way? We had 1.9 million people, 1.9 million eyeballs watching that, not including the people in the game, Sal. Right. That would have been the best ad spot ever. I, I, I can't believe that. And you know what's <laughs> funny? Like, it happens a lot. Like, it happens across everything. Like, I have heard from certain other comic publishers who have had multimedia events where they were like, hey, can we put an ad for the comic in this thing, in this other thing? And it's always met with like, it's never, no, it's always like, eh, and then they just don't do it. And it's like, yeah, if anyone has the clout of like a Marvel or a DC, it's like, use that to get people to look at these th these things now that being said 
you know, like Marvel and DC have always, well, Marvel more, more specifically has always been like, Oh, there's a movie change the books to be like the movie so that when (laughs) when all those people come pouring out of the theaters to pick up these comic books they won't be confused and it's like first of all they'll be baffled because you used like continuity gymnastics to make the thing look like the thing in the movie like they're gonna be confused anyway but they're not coming and so if they're not coming from the movies you know just because of brand awareness you know, they need look at look at uh, look at us and how you have to smash that like button and subscribe, like remind people to do the thing that like yeah. is obvious and comes naturally, because if you don't, they won't do it. So it's like it's very passive to go. Iron Man's the number one selling movie in the world. They'll probably buy an Iron comic like, no, they won't. You I need to so- tell them to buy that. Noah's Wild says, did you see the flag that EA got when they put real ads in there? But I don't think I understand, Noah. No. I know you don't play it, Sal. So Fortnite is a free-to-play game. You can right. download it right now and play. You could have jumped to that event right now if you – well, not now, but when it was happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Fortnite launches every game session, every game session with three ads. Right. New costume, latest event that's upcoming, and then some other pack that is coming out. Right. And if you buy a pack, one of those ads will rotate to the latest championship, which, by the way, if you don't win the costume in the championship, you can buy that next week. There you go. And if you're on the game when it rotates, which is 5 o'clock my time, the store rotates, I will get three new ads. Yeah. So while I get what you're saying that ads well, in it's Fortnite totally could... wrong. Like your your friend here is saying like I think you're referring to things like in Alan Wake when there were like Verizon ads on the TV in the game or something. Like yeah, you're not talking like, about like be bad. You're not talking about, talking about like something. Yeah, we're talking about like at the end of the damn event at Fortnite, it says Galactus can be found in these thousands of stories right. that you can we're, read we're anywhere. Galactus 2, check out Thor 1 through 6. Because you know he goes through a portal. They keep it in continuity. We yeah. just knock it out of the universe. Like, not invasive, not outrageous, and, and certainly not a one-to-one example of what you're referring to. At all. You're, no, as you're, you're referencing two games. That The reason why those games get flat is they're not free. Yeah, those he's, are he's, 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 you're so talking about loot boxes and microtransactions, man. Street Fighter Five did an ad deal where they had a clothing line, and the load screens for the game were the clothing line. They got shit for that, not too much shit, but they did get shit for that. But you also got to pay to play Street Fighter Five. Yeah, like every game that has gotten shit for ads is because they put ads into a game you paid for. Right. The free to play games have been doing that forever. Yeah, like, and also <laughs> like if you're complaining about ads in free to play games anyway, what are you complaining about? Yeah, it's a, it's one hundred percent free to play. You don't have to pay for anything. They give you all the free skins. Yeah, so that's what. And it's always been a blurred line. It's always been an issue. And maybe if Fortnite was a sixty dollars game, I'd be like, mm, maybe you shouldn't. But, but even then, like, it's there's nothing like. I remember this is the, in older games there were more direct references. Like I remember there was a there's the Activision Spider-Man game where an element of the game is you collect covers of comic book of Spider-Man comics. Like it's part. It's yeah. like a mini challenge. Why isn't that a mini challenge in the current Spider-Man game? Even if it's not, a- it is in the Avengers game that no one's playing anymore. That's right, <laughs> it is. It is. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Great idea, by the way. And it's like it's it's technically an ad because it is like a comic book that and you I- could specifically buy. But- I, th- I think this is the topic we should stretch into a whole episode, maybe yeah. next Tuesday. Uh, but I do want to end on one thing. Cammy sure. House brought up a thing where they get an ad for Fortnite every time they boot it up. That reminded me of something. Fortnite has done this ad before. 
When I booted up Fortnite, when Rogue Squadron dropped or Squadrons or whatever that game was, you oh, got yeah. an ad. If you bought the Star Wars game on Epic's launcher, you got an X-Wing in Fortnite. So it's not even out of the realm of possibility for right. Fortnite to promote something related to the current event. Like they've done it because I got the ad, and I also now have an X-wing in Fortnite. So, <laughs> oh, that's dope. <laughs> right, like one of my how- coolest scenes ever is being Iron Man gliding in with a with an X-wing. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how hard could it have been to say like King in Black is on sale on Wednesday? I, 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 that I would say is more ad focused. It is more ad focused, but, but it's I like, would say just basically stating the adventures of Galactus and the, and the Marvel teams continue in Thor one through six. That's all. Here's you need. the book. That, yeah. That's all. That one I think would have been perfectly fine because we did it. We had a back black screen for like two minutes. Right. You could have easily just slapped something in there. I mean, look at um at the end of unfortunately it's a it's Green Lantern, but the movie Green Lantern it's the only movie where at the end it said like all these stories are in comic books which you can buy and like it, yeah by the way and it sucked it was a terrible ad it had no voiceover it had no motion it was just a photo from another ad that they superimposed over a black screen it was smaller than all the other ads like it was like an afterthought but by the way only time only time i've ever seen it and it's like what a wasted opportunity that everyone else has that like it's too bad and by the way like don't throw at me the like oh well it didn't work obviously her her like yeah a, a green lantern sucks b like <laughs> no one if, if anyone had finished watching green lantern they certainly weren't staying for the credits uh yeah. but like it's it's at least you have to you have to applaud at least the effort like the effort that was put in to be like remind people these exist it is it is un it is, we are in an unprecedented time where there is like an unprecedented amount of brand awareness and yet record low sales the hell oh. and it's like there there are solutions to this and it's not just well the answer of the obvious answer to this is comic books are dying and people don't want them like no 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 it's not that <laughs> because if they did they wouldn't put like comic strips in newspapers you know like they'd just be like well no one's looking at them to pull them all we don't have to pay yep. these idiots anymore like they they would if anyone could save money they would like it, 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 anyway it's just yeah I'm there, there are a lot of the next topic because like I said, this could be a whole discussion it's itself true. and i'm watching the timer uh moving on i want to take two seconds to talk about this episode of mandalorian and if you guys like sal and i talking about the the these episodes of shows that could either become a segment for every week especially while we have a drought in big content right. or it could even become a separate show or benny and sal talk about the latest shows they're watching or something i don't know we'll figure it out but i just want to know you guys have peed it up but first i want to say uh this episode of mandalorian sucked what <laughs> no mandalorian was great every episode has been great. It, it was amazing i wanted to see what your reaction was going to be yeah. i just loved you're like stunned you're like what <laughs> uh i will say it was the most uh, of all the dave filoni episodes this was the dave filoniest uh who's dave filoni i don't he, that one i don't remember dave filoni is the dude who invented ahsoka tano and uh, is a big Lucas apologist who's like, oh no, George meant to have all these, all the prequels be like subtle and interesting, but like he just didn't have the time to put it in. But I did with Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff. Like he, he is the reason that people have nowadays justified their uh, their their affinity for the prequels. And he's like, he, you know, he's in charge of Captain Rex and like the, you know, all that. So all, I will all, say all that stuff. I did love this episode. Yeah. I did. I don't like how they handled Ahsoka. Yeah, it was a little it was a little weird. It was 
you could have replaced her with any Jedi. Right. But there like, was, but she's was, the only one who's alive. Like they're all dead. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. What I'm saying is you could have been anyone though. Like well, the, what, we got one quick reference of Thrawn. A Thrawn and fine then, by me. Yeah. But that, that was it, though. Yeah. Like, there was the, she didn't explain anything. She didn't explain lightsaber. She didn't explain what the Jedi are. Well, we don't maybe that's that. the best because it's about Mandalorian. Yeah. But we finally care. get Grogu's name. We finally get his origin. And she's just like, yeah, I'm going to say all these things to you. Like, you know what they are. And we're right. going to explain nothing. Well, that's, goodbye. <laughs> that's because he's like, well, you watch, you watched all my shows. You know who all these characters are. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, would, would it have been cool if, like, it was... Luke, and they like use some CG to make him a little less old. Yeah. No, no, no. Flashbacks like they already know who the, who the Jedi's are. No, that was like a part of the initial thing. He can do things I've never seen before. Yeah. Jedi's are still a myth. They're mostly extinct at this point. Yep. And the Mandalorian, I think his name is Din. Uh, Jin, yeah. Yeah. Din Jorin, yeah. Yeah, he's from a cult sect who doesn't know about these things. Hence why this all started with, what is this thing? Yeah, they don't know. Like, Jin doesn't know what the Jedi are, or at the very least, he's heard of them. Like, he heard he he thinks of them as wizards the way that yeah. people referred to them post, you know, post uh, pre-OT. Um, neat. You know, like, I'm, I'm fine with it. And, you know, like, I liked seeing Ahsoka Tano's, like, lightsaber fight i loved that it was like a big samurai fight in the like you know in the middle of like a beautiful temple like you know got a lot of cool stuff that i that i come to expect from the mandalorian at this point which is like genre bending homages to samurai and westerns and like and and fan service that somehow still works despite people's problem with fan service and this one felt the most fan servicey and it could be because it was ahsoka it, it could be because like they like stunt casted as Rosario Dawson instead of just making the voice actor player. Uh, I I don't know what it was, but I was like, eh, like I don't care about Ahsoka, her journey, who she is, like because I didn't watch all those shows, and you know I I know I you know she was fun in this episode, but like you know like you said, it could have been anybody, um, and it I, it might have been stronger if it was just anybody because then it would been- general yeah because I think we're looking for more now. And I, I'm also I'm also slightly worried that this is going to eventually lead into this becoming Rebels 2.0. I mean, Rebels is great. I want to see what happens to the characters, but I don't want the Mandalorian and Grogu storyline to become Rebels 2.0. Oh, it already is. Like, there's no way <laughs> that he's not gonna like meet up with whatever her name, the Twi'lek from Rebels, and like you know the 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 Ralph McQuarrie Wookiee character I don't know any of their names I, I watched a little bit of Rebels I don't know Hera, any of them Ezra Sabine they're all yeah. even Rex they're all gonna show up most likely yep. at some point no doubt uh, I did watch Rebels <laughs> it, it, by the way fun show I really I, I was like oh this is cool and then I never watched another episode like I watched like two episodes I was like oh those are cool the problem I have with Rebels is a lot of them were kid centric and then like the middle of the season they'd be like now we're going to take a real dark turn and talk about Darth Maul and Ahsoka and all these crazy people yep. uh, and then we're going to go back in an adventure where uh, Chopper is getting lost right. <laughs> like, yeah yeah, he'll, <laughs> yeah yeah no that's exactly what that show was uh, fun show though like I appreciate it I'm like oh, this is cool nice like I want to see Stormtroopers I want to see like the familiar I'm down I loved yeah. uh, their use of, of Vader in that show as well um, he, he sounds less weird than he does in Rogue One for some reason Despite the fact that it's actually still James Earl Jones. I was like, why do you sound so weird? Why didn't you just use sound technology to make him not sound so old? What the hell yeah. is wrong with you people? 
like I don't understand. Like, no, he's that's what he sounds like. Yeah, I know, but he's thirty years younger. Like, just modulate <laughs> the voice a little bit. Anyway, uh, you know, but no, I love I I have unabashed love for Mandalorian, and, I, and I'm in, and I'm enjoying the shit out of the show. I'm excited to yeah. see where it goes. Do I? I'm I'm actually not even expecting Thrawn to show up. I'm I'm expecting it to just be like I don't either. I'm expecting them to just no, be like the theory no. Theory is that this is setting up for a spinoff with Ahsoka and Thrawn and all of them. Yeah. Which I wouldn't be against, because I, I think what I ultimately, I don't want the Mandalorian and Grogu story to be ruined by no. it becoming Rebels 2.0. And I say ruined, not in a sense of like, oh, it's going to be terrible. It'll be great. It will be. But I like this daddy kid exp- like adventure they're on. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to see it just become, all right, now we're all looking for Thrawn. Like, no. Why? Like, No. Mando's got to do his own thing. Yeah, and I want them to, and I like the fact they're episodic. I like that every episode of Mandalorian is, I need to do this thing. If you do this thing for me, okay. They do. Here's the thing you wanted, okay. It's 100% an RPG game. Yep. It's a video game. He lands at a location, I need to use the bathroom. Okay, well, the key is on the top of the mountain, and I need you to kill the dragon. (laughs) Fine by me. I mean, like, listen, I'm in. Like, I like, I'm enjoying the crap out of it. Um, you know, I like the fact that Tuscan Raiders speak in sign language. Like, I like all this stuff. Um, yeah. So I, I'm, I have no problem with it. And I kind of like that we're not getting like too much involved with the with the government because one day maybe they'll do like a real Star Wars sequel that doesn't disappoint everybody. <laughs> I mean, um, like, real quick before we move on to our next topic, uh, can we talk about the name real quick? Like we know, we know so few of Yoda's species, but we have like Yoda, Yaddle, Vandar, Otag. Apparently, is another one of them. And then Grogu. Yep. <laughs> like why, why Grogu? I don't know. And do you think? That, do you think they're going to start changing the merch to say Grogu, or is it going to stay the child? No, it'll say Grogu. It'll yeah, say, say they, it'll say Grogu the child. I could see, yeah, Grogu the child. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I like Kit Kat sneak attack, little G. Oh, it's a little G. <laughs> yeah. I saw I saw the name before I saw the episode, which like is too bad. Um, and seeing it used derisively by fanboys, you know, makes it sound dumb. Um, hearing it in the show is like having having already heard the meme before I saw the show. Um, I will say, hearing it in the show, I'm like, doesn't sound really as stupid as it like is made to sound. Like I no. don't, I don't care. Like it, I, maybe it's just because I'm just old and miserable at this point. But I'm just kind of like. You know, We're two miserable guys, so yeah. Like <laughs> his name, his name's Grogu. I couldn't care less. Like I'm not like that. Doesn't bother me. That do, that's what you're care. That's what you're all steamed up about. Like I couldn't, like that couldn't yep. bother me less. <laughs> um, all right, next topic. Then I want to move on to the Ten of Swords. Yeah. I've been yelled at for calling it X of Swords. It is Ten of Swords. It Get it right, Betty. Um, okay. Overall, I thought it was a great series, uh, but I do feel that it was way too long and way too much filler. I get, I, before everyone attacks me, I get it. Hellions is setting up for the next event. I get it. Mm-hmm. We needed a lot of this extra character development. I also don't understand why Jubilee needed to ride in on a dragon and then go, oh, where is everyone? Wasn't that <laughs> awesome though? It was awesome. And I will admit all the filler moments are awesome. But mm-hmm. here is my actual problem with the event and the size of it. But before I get into that, Sal, what did you think of Ten of Swords? <laughs> right. Uh, Ten of Swords is cool. It was a, it was a fun, cool event. Uh, it, it, it surprised people, I think, in a, in a, in, in a successful way. Uh, it, you know, there was a lot of vocal, you know, pro, like problems with it. Like I heard a lot of, comp- of, of complaints, critiques, issues with Ten of Swords. I think it'll read better uh, all at once. 
Um, especially now that like expectations have been met by the actual like execution, you know, like it 100%, I will say it does 100% read better all at once because I, I read it in the format of like six, yeah, seven, like I've read like giant chunks at a time and it right. reads great. Oh, it flows well and yeah. Yeah, because I can, I can understand people being frustrated when, you know, the, this, this week there are three issues, each issue highlights like three fights, the fights are dumb or silly. And so it's like, I, but Mark Brooks drew a really awesome cover of all the X-Men with swords. Like, how come we haven't gotten that? And it's like, read the last issue. There's a ton of awesome action in there with Lovecraftian space monsters and like everything you'd expect. And like, you know, people are like, I don't understand why Apocalypse is acting like such a, you know, like he's like, like such a cook. And it's like, watch him kick <laughs> ass. Like, you know, like watch him, watch him be a baller. Like you expected him to be. And you know, and, yeah. and be, and be like unsurprised when it turns out he's actually the master of everything. You know, like I, I, I feel like it was, um, you know, yeah, I, I dug it. I was like, this is a cool story. And it was also cool because it's easy to just give you what you think you want. And it's harder to pull off both, like both what you want and like a feeling. Cause like yeah. Saturnine is an odd character that a lot of people didn't like. And you know, the fact is like nobody uses her and she is limitlessly powerful. And what do you do with a character like that? Well, you give her like a really easily solvable problem that she can't solve, which is I want to bang Brian ba Braddock. And it's like, <laughs> that's all she wants. And so like you, I you did have... like Wolverine basically being like, one of us could solve this right now, dude. Exactly. <laughs> I got six compelling reasons for you to bang Opal Luna Saturnine. Uh, but like, I, I really think that's interesting that she like because she's so frustrated and she's so unhappy like she trolled the X-Men the Arakans and the audience with this event and like yeah. that's kind of neat and fun and like it's neat and fun because of the execution the like hopefully the journey along the way and the end result uh, which I don't want to spoil too much unless people are like aware uh, unless everyone in the chat is aware, we're going to spoil Ten of Swords. Um, now that yeah, that's out of the way, we will. Spoiler, like, just because it is so long, and I know I'm not the only one that was waiting for it to kind of get come near out. its finale before they were going to read and it. And I don't blame you. And the fact is, like, if you sat on Ten of Swords, if you were like, 22 parts, I'll wait or not read yeah. it ever. And it's like, listen. Um, I read it. I got it. Right, right. But, like, listen, those, oh, those issues are... Oh, yeah, go ahead. But I was going to say, those issues are not scarce or seminal, so they won't be, like, jacked up in price. What is this? That's going to be the size of the Ten of Swords. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Injustice Omnibus that just came in. Oh, nice. I just saw it sitting over there. Like, this is going to be ten So, you want to read Ten of Swords? Here's your textbook. Here you go. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the, like, pick up Infinity, pick up Time Runs Out. Like, they're yeah. all that thick. Um but like, but if you pick up any X-Men event, they're also that long. Like yeah. if you grab any of those stories, except for like, I guess Mutant Massacre is pretty short. <laughs> you know, uh, but chat's asking, yes, I did pay full price for this. This is, this is a personal buy for my collection. Yeah, this is not an ad for Injustice. Nope. No, not at all. But I it could be. Amazon had a sale on it. It was like 20 bucks off and I was like, done. Yep. <laughs> yep. I did the same thing. I saw Midtown was having a Black Friday week sale and I was like, I'm gonna buy a bunch of trades. Bam, 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 bam. People are asking the 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 official price is 125. dollars hmm. I Think I got it for 100. There you go. That's not so bad. 
so this does bring me to the next topic, though, about the length of it and the pr- fact that it is that big in Marvel. Right. Um, and we're going to try to keep this kid dead so we can talk about the Wonder Woman 84 situation. Oh, yeah. But So here's the problem I had with Ten of Swords and its length. Right. Yeah, everyone's like, 22 issues is not a big deal. Three comics a week, easy to read, kind of digestible. Cliffhangers yeah. kind of sucked, but we can get into it. But here's where the problem comes in. When I was in the military, I had $30 a week for comic sell. Right. So I'd have $30 a week for, for, uh, for the army, right? So let's yeah. say I bought three Marvel books. They're all $4.99, three X-Men books. It's $15 right there. Yeah. Yeah, then you got to get at least one Batman book if you're a comic book fan. I, yep. don't, I don't know any comic book fan that doesn't get like one Batman book. So that's no. 20 bucks right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, that leaves me with room for, what, two other books? Right. Okay, so I'm going to get Spider-Man, and uh, I'll probably pick up a Flash comic or something like that. Or if you're strictly Marvel, then you, may, you probably picked up a couple Spider-Man, maybe a Hulk. Right. The point I'm getting at is Marvel is it made this event too long because, yes, it was fun. Yes, we had epic fights. Yes, it was cool to see the Hellions get lost, not even getting to the fight in Jubilee coming in the Dragon. But none of it was truly needed. And they, and instead of trying to get people to buy books, and the greatest example I have for this is U.S. Agent, because that came out during this. Mm-hmm. Who's going to have the spare money to get a U.S. Agent book? Then they're like, "Oh, you guys don't want to support new superheroes, so we're just going to keep remaking the old ones." Right? It's like, no, you put out three X-Men books, two Spider-Man books, and then he did a Wolverine book called Wolverine Black, White, and Red. That's not even tied into the event. Nope. I can't afford your U.S. agent book. <laughs> right now, now you you you're making it. You're making a, a compelling argument, but I don't think that Ten of Swords is the reason it is valid. Because on one hand, Batman comes out once a month. On the other, uh, we're talking about events. Ten of Swords is an event. You know, it's a it's a cross title platform that's telling one cohesive story. You're probably not picking up every X Men book, and if you are then you're already spending that money regardless, right? Because every title for Ten of Swords was an X-Men book. So if you are on board right. for the Hickman era of X-Men, you're buying all those books regardless. So that's a that's a, so that's maybe, a implied maybe cost. Maybe it did work. Yeah, maybe I'll give you that. Maybe it did work at least for Ten of Swords right. because it was amongst the same X-Men books. They didn't they didn't try to do Ten of Swords books and X-Men books. There are two Ten of Swords like, books that are about Ten of Swords, and they're the beginning and the last one. The rest of them are all the regularly scheduled Ten of Swords, or X-Men titles as they yeah. were coming out, when they were going to come out, regardless, by their creative teams. And because Ten of Swords is part of like this ongoing thing, and it is like a true-to-form X-Men event, it's not just about Ten of Swords, it's also about these characters and about where they're going to end up after this. So all of those books ended up perpetuating those stories and those the, those characters anyway. So it, while it was a tie-in to this event, it was also part of the ongoing saga for X-Force and Wolverine and so forth. Like you like sure, you need to know what's going on in those books in order to find out where they're going. Like the Wolverine in the and the X-Force books just basically followed Wolverine's journey to get a sword. Exactly. Like, but, was- <laughs> but you know that that Muramasa blade or both of them are going to end up in the Wolverine book later on. They have to. They have to. Well, um, no, actually, I don't think it will just because... Well, actually, it will because it always shows up. For a mystery sword that can kill Wolverine that no one should know where it is, he finds that fucker all the time. Well, these are new <laughs> now, and so, yeah, like, they're... Yeah, it's... it that, That'll come up, so that's, rele- that's relevant. Um, the problem, I think, and what you're hitting on is absolutely correct, it's that Marvel is... The hope is that Marvel won't learn, and by extension DC and everybody else, the wrong lesson about this, which is that no one wants a U.S. agent book. It's more like, did it, Marvel is doing 
and to an extent DC as well, but DC has a totally new management and I don't, I can't even speak to what the hell they're doing anymore. Like DC's another conversation, but as far as Marvel and their failures, um, <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I, we can probably have the DC conversation next week. The DC, I don't think you've read it yet, but if you, but did you read eternal winter or endless winter? I bought it, but I haven't read it yet. Okay. Without spoiling what happens in an endless winter, DC realized quite obviously has realized death metal has taken over way too much shit. Yep. They just don't. They're <laughs> like, you don't care about death metal. Here's endless winter. Yeah, exactly. It's 100% not tied in. It's a separate Justice League storyline, yep. separate plot. It's quite obviously in continuity. Yep. Or, or is it going to be before death metal or after death metal? Like who knows? Well, you know what? Like, you know what? In all honesty, I bet you DC's like, we don't care, and you shouldn't either. They don't. <laughs> you know they don't. They, in fact, Endless Winter will be the only thing they can get after Death Metal that isn't part of the Future State lineup. So, there you go. That's your incontinuity yeah. book. It's it's. I just find it funny the way it's yeah. handled that book. But, but Marvel, you're right. DC is a discussion for another day. The way they're doing this. Yeah, Marvel. U.S. Agent should never have come out. There, I said it. Like you shouldn't I, have. On. I have a better. I I have to make this analogy. I have to. It's by DC. Yeah. DC Comics. The way they handle their books is literally Rob Jefferson from Comics Explained, and I don't mean that as a stab at Rob. How so? If you, Sal and I know Rob personally. Yep. When Rob gets excited about something, it is the only goddamn thing we will hear about. Yep. Oh, let me tell you, man. He'll tell you the same stories five times. He will go into the five times. He'll we'll be doing something else, and he'll be like, "Go talk about the event." It's like that That's thing you DC just, is. Yes. Hey, you know what's like, cool? Well, Death metal. We know, man. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. DC Comics is Rob because it's literally. Oh, you like death metal? What if it was everywhere? <laughs> yeah. How about 17 death metal tie-ins? How about everything is death metal, dude? No, I kind of like action figures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, like they're out now. Like oh, now, I know. I know. There's yeah. There's action figure tie-ins. Yep. In like extra characters. Yeah. I just say I like I love Rob and Rob is great. But when Rob really gets into something, that's all you like, hear about. That's all you hear about. That's, <laughs> That's what DC's doing. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Marvel is like, they should, they, they, Marvel should recognize like, okay, 10 of swords is going to cost $5 an issue, 22 issues. That's what? Like $120. Like it's, it's a lot. It's a, it's a big ask, especially because it comes out by the way, on time. And, uh, it wasn't once a month or once a week. It was three issues a week. It happened. It all happened within like a two month time frame or, or, or whatever. Yeah. It was like, it was done. You know, it's like, I'm pretty here- sure it started in October. Cause I remember when I started I reading right. it, it was like, it was like towards the end of October. And I, cause I was doing all my X-Men stuff at the beginning of October. Yeah. So I got to Ted of swords by the end of October and we were already on like chapter 15 or 16. Exactly. Like it was like, <laughs> it was maybe a month of like this event uh-huh. and it's over and it, and it, and it beginning, middle and end. And it's still part of the same thing and it is relevant. It sets things up, but it's still out. Like that's, that's, that, that's, that's cool. Um, but the other thing is, if you are an X-Men fan, that's your event, right? That's the books you were reading. Yeah. And you got to try out new titles you were probably might you might not have been checking out. If you're not an X-Men fan, this didn't affect you at all. Like you read Spider-Man, you read Hulk, you read maybe US Agent, but like if you're not an if you're straight up not an X-Men fan, there are still plenty of other titles and that have virtually nothing to do with Ten of Swords. In fact, yeah. in fact, literally nothing. There isn't a single book out that wasn't called Ten of Swords, that was actually about Ten of Swords. At all. At all. All the Ten of Swords books had the Ten of Swords logo on it. The end. Even my complaint about the Hellions book, which it, it was it was a great 
looking at it as a, as a full scope, I still feel the book is unneeded, but it was a good breather. It was like, yeah. oh, and now we're going on a goofy adventure with the weird clone of Sinister. Yeah. Well, and <laughs> like, and that sets up things too, because Sinister then gets what he needs, and it like, yeah, know, there, there's there was some interesting stuff in there, and it was like a respite. Like you're reading it, and you're like, oh my god, another arm wrestling fight with a pog or pog. Nope. And this is a chapter where like Mr. Sinister's doing this and like let's crap on havoc again. Um I know. I do like the comment of like, behold, we've made it. You know who'd like to see the sinister? My other eye. <laughs> <laughs> um But yeah, like I, I feel like if you but if you want to read everything, if you're trying to read everything and you're trying to buy everything and be a good person and not steal your comics, uh, then you are put between a rock and a hard place financially as far as Marvel's concerned. Marvel doesn't care. Marvel's not interested no. in hearing about how expensive things are. But at the very least, it was compartmentalized. Ten of Swords over there. If you're an X-Men fan, you're reading them anyway, or you. we hope you read this. If you are not... And I will say, at least they held off starting King of Black until it ended. And that's kind of amazing, isn't it? Ten of Swords ends next week, which is this week, King in Black. So you didn't, yeah. there's no crossover, there's no overlap. If you are an X-Men fan and a Marvel fan, you finish Ten of Swords, you go right into King and Black. If you are not an X-Men fan, you skip Ten of Swords, you try a bunch of stuff, and then go right into King and Black. It's a perfect, <laughs> that, that, you yeah. want to talk about synergy? That's kind of amazing in the synergy. Like, that King and Black starts right after, not the same week, the week after the, ten, the end yeah. of Ten of Swords. Not bad. That's not bad. When did they, they did that with something else? I had another event starting before they finished their previous event. I remember they did that once, and mm -hmm. everyone was like, "What is wrong with I you?" I think it was Secret Wars. See, oh yeah, Secret Wars was getting spoiled before it ended. Yes, because they started rolling out books again, and uh -huh. it was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there were a bunch, uh, maybe Axis or Secret Empire or something like that. There were a couple of events that like weren't even over yet, and we're moving on to the next one. And it's like, come on, um, that kind of th this kind of synergy bravo with respect to the my, my comments about uh u.s agent you know to no acclaim to no marketing to no fanfare they released a u.s agent book they have no right to say well you, you bought all those ten of swords you didn't pick up C u.s agent you must not want see you know agent. they will and that's what bothers me yeah you know the writer's gonna complain you know marvel's gonna be like no one read this yep. you know what i mean like yep and that's why it's like you idiots like us agent should have been a digital series that you pick up in trade like that's what you and if and if us agent sold physical numbers in digital then you re-release the series month to month in physicals and you release the trade after that you, what, you I can't even find what is the U.S. agent book called? I thought it was called U.S. agent, but like it, I, according to Comicsology, it is not. It's, it, I'm sure it's called U.S. agent something, but like I I don't know, and I and I daren't check because I don't want to crash the computer again. But like, hang yeah, on. I'm I'm looking. Don't worry, you don't you don't you don't. It is U.S. agent, but I can't pull it up on Comicsology. Yeah, oh. coming in November. Oh, you, because it's not U.S. agent. They named it. U.S. agent. Well, that is his name. One, but as one word. Oh. Hmm. So if I'm looking for U.S. agent, I have, yep, I have to type U.S. agent as a one word thing or it doesn't <laughs> come up. Uh, that's not the way to go. God, why do you not know how SEO works, Marvel? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, John Walker, U.S. agent. Um, well, obviously, the other problem was the okay. So 
in in defense of that, I will say this: John Walker, U.S. agent, John Walker. That's that's your title. Why'd you call it that? Because Falcon Winter Soldier with John Walker, U.S. agent, was supposed to be out by now. Like All right. that book was supposed to be coming out to coincide with the show. There is no show. We still have this comic. We have to recoup our spending money on two writers and artists. Here's and they your... also got Christopher Priest, who's not a cheap writer. No. So <laughs> here's here's your book, I guess. And it's like we got, and we don't even know when the hell it's going to be done. Like they're still shooting scenes. So got to dump this UHA. They can't, especially if US Agent is supposed to be relevant in any way to like what's happening at Marvel within the next six months. Because if it is, it's got to come out now. If it isn't, you could wait until Falcon Winter Soldier comes out. But I feel like it isn't, so I feel like they had to put it out now. Um, that sucks. Um, and yeah. I'm sure, I'll bet, they didn't follow the digital idea that I had because Chris Priest was doing it. And Chris Priest's like, um, you can't put out one of, like, if I'm putting out a book, you don't dump me on digital. Okay? You yeah. put one of the new guys on digital. Like, I'm I'm Chris Priest. I'm doing a freaking US agent book. Here you go. Like, it's coming out in physicals month to month. Um, yep. It's just like, okay, well then prepare for it to make, to sell less than 10,000 copies a month. I mean, you were already starting at a disadvantage because now you're literally, like right now at this point, you're only selling U.S. Agent number one to people who know who U.S. Agent is. He's got, he hasn't even been in the Marvel Universe or nothing. He's not even close to I mean, being like relevant. they haven't used him in a long time. Uh, and even if they did, like, I think it was in an event. I wish I could look up what the sales numbers for it are, but we won't be able to look till next week no. or next month. But we'll have to talk about it because, like, I bet they suck. But, I mean, that brings my point, though, that I feel, I feel like Marvel's cannibalizing itself. It's too much. Because they're making it so, they, they are. They're going too much in every direction. And yeah. I love my comic books, but not everyone has the expendable income for comic books that I have, and not everyone has the expendable time I have for comic books. That's right. Because you also got to think of this. This is another point I thought about. This That's hurting them even more. Three comic books, $15, mm-hmm. right? On, on, a, on an average. We're not going to go with the eight ninety nine dollars no. and the big beefy ones. Yeah. Week to week, 15 bucks. Your average person can eat, read those in about an hour to two hours. Yep. Okay. Depends on how quickly you can read them. Yep. For $15, you can get like the video game market is, it used to be $60 for a video game, 20 hours of gameplay, but you could still kind of warrant your comics because of the medium. Yep. Now video games are like for $15, Sal, you get access to all the games on Xbox. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you can play them whenever you want. Uh-huh. right now for as long as you like, want yeah that, that is gonna hurt i think it's gonna hurt the industry worse than it is because the problem with comic books as a medium is that it has a lot of competition for movies and video games and music and everything on your phone and every yeah. app game and every platform everything that wants your time absolutely and all of that is now getting lower and like like comics are not are not getting cheaper but everything else is getting cheaper to compensate. And we still don't have a good Marvel Unlimited or DC thing. Now, uh-huh. I know DC's changing theirs to be the good one. Uh-huh. But Marvel Unlimited still isn't good. <laughs> <laughs> is it just too expensive? I just don't I, I don't pay for it because I don't need it. The, the way its search engine works, it doesn't organize things. It, it, maybe they've changed it, but when I last did it, if you wanted to find a continual series, you had to individually search for each issue. Oh, come on. It didn't, it didn't change. At least Comixology changed all my shit together. Yeah, you need to be able to do that regardless. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, everything is competing for your face. Like f- from movies, TV, streaming, video games, you also have then like 
you also have just social media in general. There are people who just oh. who are just addicted to seeing what other random people are creating creating as far as content goes. There's Reddit, there's Instagram, there's Twitter. Like there's just the news. Like there is everything. And then also there's comments. I've got friends who literally spend two, three hours in the morning and night just browsing Twitter and Instagram. Just looking at just looking at what random people are saying out loud. And that costs you oh. literally nothing. Uh-huh. Like that's two hours of entertainment or whatever you would call something that is occupying your time for two and a half hours for nothing. And then you're asking me to spend $6 for realistically 15 minutes worth of entertainment. Yeah. That's a lot. It's a big ask. And uh, yeah. And Marvel is not helping because it is, it is unrealistic to expect me to not read DC. Likewise for DC, but like it is unrealistic for the big two to pretend like the other doesn't exist and to then try and like try to jockey for their attention. Like, yeah, we are sold Batman. That doesn't mean you people stopped reading Batman. And that doesn't mean <laughs> that people stop becoming fans of Batman. It, like, it's still going to be, you know what? Yeah, this month for the next couple of months. But like when Batman has a new thing, everyone's going to buy it. And that's like, yeah. and I'm, I'm, excuse me to the three commenters who are going to be like, I never buy Batman. Good for you. Congratulations. Here's your trophy. But like the rest of us are all <laughs> reading Batman and yeah. DC knows what side their bread is buttered on. But like Marvel needs to. That's why Batman's in every book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Marvel and DC need to recognize that like they are not competitors. They are colleagues and I know, and I, I had this conversation, I think with King, like the, like a couple of months ago, where he was like, no, they are fierce competitors and they, del- and they very much argue with each other. Like they very much treat each other like competitors. And it's like, yes, that is antithetical to their mission statement, which is sell comics. And it's like, yeah. no, but I, I want You're not going to be the one to sell the most comics. You're going to be the one to sell the last comics. If you keep that up, like at the end of the day, you're just going to sell, you're going to be the last comic publisher. And that's not, that's no one's going to help you then. Like it, it's not enough. You need, you need to be collaborative. And the, I'm not talking about crossovers and stuff. I'm just asking for Marvel to be like realistic. What is our target demographic your target oh. demographic are these people who buy these books how much money do they have on average they have about this much we know this because i know everything about everyone because I mean, the- there's, literally, there's literally issues in the world right now with our economy where people are like you're not making enough to live yep so how are you how are they gonna oh well i gotta double my budget for comics this week right or I'm gonna- literally, it, it's become more prevalent with COVID. But one thing that Biden said when he came in and he's like we're gonna fix the problems but we we did discover that the a lot of these economy problems are not because of COVID. No, they're exemplified because of COVID. Yeah, they were exacerbated. Which, which made Absolutely. Me go like you're supposed to be the goddamn experts, and you just now realize people can't afford to live. Right. What? Like, well, I'm, and I'm, I like that's that that is that is very insightful in that like COVID was not the culprit. It just magnified the true inherent issues we're having, and I'm glad yeah. that we did it. But no one is learning, and so it's like like we have these like head in the sand executives and bosses who are like, don't worry, we're going to get back to normal and we're going to get you out of your houses, into the cars and back on the, and back into your offices. And it's like, are you out of your mind? If I can, if I can do my job from my home, that's, that's a, that's a savings for literally everybody. And even if it's only incremental and you need, you have a massive ego that needs to be massaged by having people in a building. Think about the, the, the larger picture of like, as it turns out, cars cause noxious fumes in the atmosphere 
And yeah. if there are fewer of them, we have better environment. And if you if you if you don't want to be a tree hugger, how about this? There are fewer cars on the road, quicker commutes, fewer people getting into auto accidents. It's just it just it just makes sense to like listen to the warning signs. We we've never had a better test case example of like what it's like <laughs> when everyone, regardless of credo and like an income level is effed. And so now that we can see that we can find the actual like leaks in the system and hopefully work to plug them. The problem is the people who are usually in the position of being able to identify these leaks and plug them also benefit from having leaky pipes. So it's like, damn it. But like, you know, ideally speaking, you know, people, our leaders, our government are supposed to work specifically to help us, not to like make money. It's to like make your citizens comfortable and safe. And it's like, that's the, that's the goal that got, that, that got away from us talking about Marvel spending, making too many books, but it's like, it is systemic to a larger issue, which is like, like my rent went up five percent this year. And I'm like, Why? My life didn't get better. Your life didn't get better. You didn't make any improvements to my business. Why are you, why are you charging me 5%? I know what the answer is going to be. Oh, well, you know, the economy was really bad this year. Yeah, I know. You know how I know? Because <laughs> I'm doing bad too. You know, yeah, like no, it's, it's unreasonable. Houston's got that. Houston has the apartment across the street and they increase his rent by like a hundred bucks. Right. Like what? It's like- <laughs> what, what makes you think I have a hundred bucks? Like... And it's like Marvel needs to realize that too. Like, and listen, like, you know, when money was spent and, and, and decisions were made, you know, it's like, maybe this wasn't the best time to let Hickman go ham on the X-Men universe, but they didn't know that normally it's the best time to let Hickman do this. But like, I got a lot of issues. I need, you know, can you fix it? Can you make them shorter? No, I can't. And I shouldn't be expected to because I am Jonathan Hickman and I've earned my clout to be able to do this. He did actually. He was at like 30 issues, wasn't he? And he reduced it? I don't know. I thought it was I thought it was always 22 because Infinity was 22, but like no, I, I'll, no, no, I'll, no. I'll defer to the to the experts on this one. Um but like concessions need to be made. I know it was. I don't know. It felt like it wasn't, so I don't know what it It didn't. So it's like Jesus, how long was this thing going to be? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I maybe how many more uh it was supposed to be 24. He reduced okay. it to 22. You know, that makes sense. It's funny. I, I would assume then that Ten of Swords creation and destruction are just double-sized issues. That would make that's sense a, to me. That's what they most likely did to just kind of move it around. Yeah, just squish them into those two Alpha and Omega issues. Um, but Marvel needs to know, like, you know, if you... Because the thing is, right? Like, if you maybe ever, longer, someone in the chat can fill me. In. I know we always have a comic book expert in the chat to correct us on everything we get wrong. <laughs> exactly, or or four. Um, but uh, if you, um, I don't know where I was going to go with that, but whatever, it doesn't matter. I, we got to move on to the about. next topic anyway. Yeah. I mean, I think these are all great topics for whole other episodes Agreed, themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so true. let's go ahead and wrap this episode up because I'm still waiting for the call to go pick up the cat. Um, Let's go ahead and wrap up with the discussion of Wonder Woman 8, 1984. So yes. for those who don't know, on the 25th or 24th, one of those days, Christmas, Wonder Woman is going to be hitting theaters and digital services. It will yep. not cost extra. It will be on HBO Max. Yep. Um, which I found hilarious because Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot, individuals who made videos about like, we're all going to get through this together. We're all going to be great. Inspire yep. in my giant mansion. <laughs> <laughs> we're yep. then like, we're then putting out tweets like, go see it in theaters. You have to go see yeah. Wonder Woman in the theater. Yeah. Nope. I'm not going to do that. And I owe you nothing. I know. <laughs> I owe you nothing. And neither do you, ladies and gentlemen, you owe them nothing. 
It's well, hilarious. You know, like I get it. You get the free trial seller. on the 24th. Watch Wonder Woman for free and then cancel HBO Max the next day. That's my advice to you. Like, I mean, the fact is, though, like Mulan went to Disney Plus. Yes. But it already got backlash. It already had controversy. Yep. And then they charged you for it. Yes. Basically, Disney was at that point, in my opinion, not expecting it to do well if it ever went to theaters. Straight up. Because everything else has been delayed. If you don't, if you're not aware of this, the entire Marvel MCU lineup <laughs> has been pushed officially a full year. Yeah. So <laughs> what yeah. that says is since Mulan wasn't going to be pushed, they had no faith in that. Yep. So I mean, that made Well, no, that, they were entirely dependent on the Chinese market. They were like, we made yeah. Mulan for China. They didn't go see it. Oops. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. what that says, though, is that Wonder Woman, it, like, this is going to be a huge test for streaming services because yeah. HBO is not charging you extra. Yeah. If a big blockbuster like Wonder Woman 1984, which yep. almost got to a million dollars in the first movie, can do well on this service, this is going to change the game of movies. I hope so. This really will. And yeah. I'm hoping it will. Yeah. I, I know Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins want you to see it in the theaters. And I love the theater going experience. Me too. I seriously do. But I do feel we all need to watch this on digital platforms and show that this is a viable alternative. Right. Not everything has to be in an expensive theater where I spend $40 on popcorn. And this is a better way to show them that because they are not doing some ludicrous thing like charging you $30. Right. Like, this is the actual way to show them, like, oh, yeah, no, this is the, this is the future. Put the thing on here. I mean, like, everyone already is, right? Like, yeah. these companies have spent the, like all the money of like entire nations on creating streaming services. Streaming services are bad. I think they're destroying everything, uh, but like this is what they've all decided is, is the future and what they're going to do. So like if you, you know, it, this is what they're going to do. Put about, put it out here. Especially if it's like, if my option is get sick or risk it, or go see your your Wonder Woman movie. I mean, can you imagine the, the bothers me? Like my brother sometimes likes to go out to movie theaters or shit like that. Well, he yeah. didn't do the theater. I think he was doing restaurants. But mm -hmm. like I always, I always sit at home. Like Natalie and I have thought about going out sometimes. We've gone out to some fancy restaurants. Like yeah. we've done like date night kind of thing. Yep. But like then it comes down to: Do you want to go to the burger bar? Right. To get like even though it's like a point zero zero one percent chance sure. or something stupid. Is that worth getting McDonald's and eating it in a restaurant? And that's kind of how I feel about the theater. Like, I love the theater going experience. But what movie is worth getting, going out and getting a 0.0001% chance? I avoid going out and getting a cold. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I hate being sick of any type. So, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, it's flu season? Okay, well, we're not going to go out very much. Yep. Like, so now it's like, it's COVID season. And that's like, that could potentially, like, yes, I know the percentile is relatively low, but it could kill you. Right. It, it probably <laughs> won't kill you, but it like, right. you, you could kill someone around you. Or at the very least, you could have long lasting effects that will bot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, especially with, with certain family members who might be immunocompromised, it's like, you will you could invariably cause it's just about being selfless and it's like you know I, we're, we're we're certainly finding out the limits of people's selflessness where they're like no i but i was selfless for like six months and it's like yeah it, there's no expiration I on that don't want to get sick yeah 
I just don't like, want to get sick. I can't wait to get my winter flu. <laughs> yeah, no. I yeah. Every time I get sick, I'm angry. Like, because I'm like, I, yeah, I, damn I feel it. like that is a selfish thing. Like, like if like when people come to my house for work and like Dan's like, I, I sneeze this morning. Get the fuck out of my house. Right. Go home. Go away. <laughs> yeah. You turn out your humidifier. You drink orange juice, and I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I'll see you next week. I want to find out tomorrow if you're if you're even more sick. You know, forget about it. Um. But like, yeah, no. Wonder Woman eighty four is not worth going to the theater and risking. That is it. Like, why? why what if it they... sucks? Can you feel it? What, what an <laughs> asshole you'd feel like. You're like you like you risk your life to get that. Then you do get something like COVID, right? And you end up in the hospital. Like it was for it was for Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Yeah, I saw Wonder Woman eighty four. Cheetah looked really stupid. <laughs> like, I'm four months away from a vaccine, and I went to go see Wonder Woman eighty four, and I got COVID. Like, you would feel like a real jackass. Yeah, you know, I, I'm just saying, like, just, just, especially when it's like you could go to the bathroom whenever you want to. You could eat an entire paella in front of the screen. Like, you know, th- th- there's any oh, number paella? of options. I'm just of saying, all examples for you. To, something big and sit- messy that you can't get in the theater. A paella you, is like. Do you sit at your house and pop shows on, or just I got a paella? No, but I eat dinner in front of the TV because you know. I'm a man boy, like, but I, but I don't have, pie, but you know, but like, but like related to that, related to yeah. that real quick too. Like, Natalie and I are, are we're going to be a movie real soon. Right. And she's like, well, I want to have the the movie room. Cause that's what we kind of do down here. We sit here, and watch movies, yeah, but I she's eat like, in front of it. But she's like, so upstairs with the kitchen, I don't want a TV. And I'm like, so what are we going to do when we eat food? Right. And she's like, she's like talk and i'm like about oh, come what? on we watch, we watch family guy and shit like what, <laughs> <laughs> what who are you trying to kid are yeah you become right? <laughs> yeah you, you, are you really gonna make me in like three months after we move in bring our dinner downstairs every time now <laughs> like let's be real about this right now and just save ourselves the trip please <laughs> that's what i was trying she wants to do it I mean, uh, well then that's gonna happen i'll give you the like, updates as we're going i, yeah. I feel two, like it's gonna happen in the basement yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean like listen that's just that's just the way it goes i understand um but yeah no i, I i'm i i'm just saying you could do anything it's free it's a freeing experience it's like and then can you imagine if it sucks and you're like man i'm glad i didn't pay for that uh, man i'm glad <laughs> i didn't I go to the theater for that I, I've had ex- theater experiences where I see a movie I want to see that I know is going to be great. And every idiot moron in the world went to go see it on the same day. And like, there's a whole row of morons just ruining the movie for everybody. Like, yeah, like, you know, I, I love the theater experience, whatever that means as well. I like the fact that like, there is a monument to film that we build that lives in yeah. like every other town. You go to like a temple and see this thing and it's huge and it's epic. And like, it's immersive. I, I love theaters. I love the theater experience yeah. before COVID hit. I was one of the people that was very adamant with Natalie. Like I want to go out to the movies once a week. Yeah. Like when she was coming up with her stream schedule, I'm like, okay, but this is the day we go to the movies normally. And I want to keep that. Yeah. So like, yeah. I wish I us, could do that. For us, like it was Wednesday night because we wouldn't go on Friday night because everyone goes. Right. Well, no, yeah. No, I like to go during out. the day. That's a, that was me and Tiffany. Oh, we used to do that. Day. We would do that too. We'd go at like a lunch thing. Yeah. Like you go get lunch, go see the movie in the day, take a big nap. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, after your paella, you're going to be wiped. Um, but yeah, no. So just a whole paella. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, oh. it's something messy you couldn't imp- you couldn't practically bring to the theater. I, you know what I'm going to say right now? You better, the next time, when we finally get to meet up after this pandemic again, you better yeah. eat a paella. We'll have paella. Sneak it into the theater and just... <laughs> There's no way to sneak it. It's in bowls. Forget it. 
It'd be like bringing Indian food to the theater. Like you, you'd know immediately, and it's like in multiple parts. Like you can't <laughs> do that. Just sell, sounds like non-bread curry yeah. chicken. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When I was a kid, like a teenager, I wore big jeans. Uh, they were the called sneaking snacks. They were called Jinkos, and uh, they had deep pockets. And there was a McDonald's right outside the theater. So I'd go to the theater. I'd get a quarter pounder with cheese. I'd get a fry. So quarter pounder in one pocket, fry in the other pocket. I wore a long coat, drink in the coat pocket, boom, into the theater. And then be good to go. Um, that lasted. Remember back in the day when we used years. to have to do that and they wouldn't charge you $50 for the whole meal? It, it, like, it's like the theater's like, wait, you're just going to sneak burgers in. Why don't we just serve you burgers that are that that poor of quality? Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll, give you, we'll give you crappy burgers. I found out when they built the AMC in our area, like, for a little while, they allowed outside food or drink. They just didn't tell you. And then, like, they made this announcement, like, a couple of months after that, or a couple of years after that. They were like, by the way, we, will not, we won't be allowing outside food or beverages anymore. And I'm like, you were? Take out of pockets? Are you kidding me? We used to go like, to the- I had, I had burger grease in my pockets yeah. because of you? But by the time the AMC came in, I stopped eating full meals in the theater from the dollar menu at the McDonald's. I would just We would just go to the Five Below and grab candy and then bring that in the theater. Yeah, that's what I used to do—the candy and the soda from the elsewhere. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. My grandmother we still used to be like, did that. Like, I, so when I was a kid, like every Friday, my grandmother would show up. She'd take me and my brother, and we she'd take us to the latest movie. Now nice. we were kids; we were under ten, so it was always like some kids' movie. Yeah. But she'd always like she never had a purse unless it was movie night. Right. And then it was the giant grandma purse with sure. all the snacks and shit. That's so, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's bold. But yeah, so uh, I mean, I, I wish Marvel would stop cannibalizing themselves, and I wish Marvel would be more realistic about like the market. Uh, I don't see that happening. Um, again, like COVID, it's like there needs to be a worst case scenario for them to learn a lesson, and even then, sometimes they go like, la 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 la, no 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 no, there's no worst case scenario. I don't learn anything. No, and I don't know what it is. Nick, you swapped topics back. We were talking about Wonder Woman and movie theaters. Oh yeah, Wonder Woman eighty four. Well, that was my final <laughs> word on that. Wonder Woman eighty four. Don't see it in the theaters. Oh man, watch it on was- HBO. That was an epic brain fart, Sal. Like you just rolled back like 20 minutes of our I did. I was like, that's that's good. <laughs> I was like, I'm confused. Why are we on Marvel what? again? We're talking about Marvel? Um, Mar- <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, I've heard buzz about Wonder Woman. I won't share it, but like, I would say, you know, see it at HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, yeah, guys, that's going to be the end of today's Absolute Comics. We apologize for the break in the yeah, middle. Sorry about that. that was my be- fault. I don't know what what it's going to look like on the post version on the channel, but I do apologize for that. Thank you guys for watching us here at Twitch. Uh, if you enjoyed this more spitbally kind of, so basically for those who don't know, back in the, this is and this is for the video purpose because I want to know what the YouTube thinks as well. In the weekly poll era of these podcasts, normally by mid November till about mid January, <laughs> we were very sporadic about yeah. having an episode, and the reason was simple: there's nothing to really talk about. Us having King of Black this year is kind of a, a unique occurrence. That's yeah. like not normal because normally DC would do their September event and then Marvel would do like an Octoberish kind of event and that would be it. We're exactly. done for the season. Um, so Sal and I were talking about doing more spitball episodes. Kind of This unintentionally became a very just whatever kind of episode and I enjoyed it. So if you guys like this type of content for me and Sal, let us know. Uh, we'll keep rolling these out while we're in the drought. Otherwise, we'll just hold off till we get more news. It's kind of entirely up to you guys. Yeah. If you do like this show and it does well throughout the next couple of months, maybe Sal and I will do more of a spitball podcast in our news. We'll just talk about it. We'll figure it out. That'd be but fun. Yeah. Thank you guys I'm so down. much for your support. 
we could end the show. Uh, check out Sal over at Comic Pop. I'm at Comic Storian. He, uh, if you want to support the show, uh, subscribe right here on Twitch or go to our Patreons, patreon.com slash comic story, patreon.com slash comic pop. Uh, or check out G Fuel, gfuel.com. Use the code comics at checkout. All of these are ways to support us. Thank you, guys. We will see you next week right here at Absolute Comics. <laughs>